Welcome back to the Transformers New Pickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And uh, today it is episode three of season three and episode three of Five Faces of Darkness. Part three. Part three. Uh, and in the uh, last episode in part one, uh, Cyclonus resurrected Galvatron, who seemed to have something wrong in his noggin. Oh, yeah. And Springer and RC saved and assembled the Autobots. Yay. <laughs> and this, in this episode, Paul, we have a one and a half minute recap with just voiceover guy and clips from last episode and it's we're maybe i don't know there might be a direction we're taking maybe next week will be next week tomorrow will be a a minute Um, (laughs) but after this uh long ramble the autobots flee quintessa as it explodes Mm, remember remember in the last episode how they might die no no they don't but it, it does see i wrote it down that the Quintessa, when it explodes, it blows up the aerial bot's ship. So that's broadside, right? So did it destroy them? But yeah, because they get like blasted into like broadside gets blowed up, and they're all flying willy nilly through and space. It doesn't show what happened to Silverbolt, but then he's shown adrift in space, and and Spike has a spacesuit now. So I guess Silverbolt had one on board. You know, he just keeps Magic. one handy. Yeah. So, and they're all like, oh, my God, we're flying through space. What are we going to do? And Rodimus literally puts his hands behind his head. He's like, ah, fuck it. Enjoy it. He's like, enjoy the ride. (laughs) So so then we cut over to Galvatron. And Galvatron, I I can't remember how he finds out. But he finds out that there's a new defense platform that's defending Earth. And, like, one of the sweeps is like, this guy's off his fucking rocker. And Scorch is like, quiet, quiet, just shut up. And then they fly through a warp gate. Okay, well, that's... Yeah, so now we have warp gates. Yeah, so, so that's They're a thing, a thing. now. It's, it's, it's like a in thing. Mass Effect. It's even up beyond the orbit of Pluto, too. But anyway, so yeah, it, the, it's kind of like just a big uh, frame. It's it, yeah. it's that classic, like, oh, gate yeah. to another dimension. You've seen it in every sci-fi movie ever. Yep. Um, and they, they go through it, and they lead their sweeps, the sweeps through it, um... Oh, uh, Magnus. Oh, yeah, they're flying through space. We go back. Yeah, yeah we go yeah. back to the Autobots. And Ultra Magnus is like, uh, all right, guys, we're on a course to hit something that's 200,000 kilometers away. And they're like, okay, well, what is it? And he's like, well, it's other planet oh. or a ship, so either we're going to be saved or we're going to die. It's like, okay. <laughs> Good enough. Rodimus is like, fuck it! Yeah. <laughs> um, so Galvatron then arrives at this. Uh, well, this isn't, this is like a space station. It's... Something. And he arrives at the space station, I think, just as Blur and Wheelie do. Or there, okay. The next three episodes, there is a shit ton of just lack of spatial awareness. It becomes really mm. hard to tell who's where and who's moving where and towards who's doing what. what and who's with yeah. who or with who. Yeah, they just completely forget the logistics of, of of where they are, especially when they're in space because now we're up and down as well as left and right. But I think Blur and Wheelie are at the space and, station and they're when they're freaking out about something and I just yeah. fucking gave up trying to understand what Blur was saying and Wheelie and like, oh. whatever. And even the yellow-skinned alien, it just tells Blur to calm the fuck down. <laughs> it doesn't say that, but yeah. But you know, Galvatron attacks the space station and destroys it. I'm like, oh, okay, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Although Blur does put in a distress call, and yeah, uh, yeah they they get away. Those two escape as this thing blows up. Yeah, I guess that was Outpost One because a guy alerts Earth that Outpost One has been destroyed. And uh, Blur and Whaley are gonna hide on Jupiter. 
matter. But uh, yeah, <laughs> so they just flew from Pluto to Jupiter. Like that's no. five billion kilometers. <laughs> so then we go to Metroplex, and they are. I don't think they they maybe once or twice from here on out they say Autobot City, but it's just Metroplex, Metroplex, Metroplex. We have a toy to sell, and. Uh, so we're at Metroplex, and Blaster contacts Marissa yes. Fairborn, who is on Mars. Yeah, she's just sitting there on Mars, first and only woman on Mars, and she's in her spaceship. And, and then Blaster calls, he's like, hey, launch! And she's like, cool, I'll launch, and yeah. then she launches. And she, uh, yeah, because I guess Blaster figures out that they're on one of Jupiter's moons, they're on Io, I guess. Anyway. Yeah, and so she's going to go save Blaster and Wheelie, and, well, they're not on... I, oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we didn't mention that. They they fly away and get shot down. Their escape ship gets shot down. They land on Io, and uh, Wheelie has the the transformation cog. He still got it. He's he's got the football. Oh yeah, he has the cog. And they yeah. They, uh, fuck, I lost spot in my. No- oh Jesus Christ! One sec. Let me have another drink. You take <laughs> yeah. it, Paul. Well, Blur and Wheelie eject out of their ship, and Wheelie has the transformation cog. And then Galvatron blows up their ship, and they're oh, falling yeah. down into clouds and commercial break. There we go. And then when we come back, oh yeah, this is it gets fucking weird here. Mm. Suddenly they're in just a vortex of clouds, a whirlpool of like pink and yellow smoke. That's what I was like. Which one of Jupiter's moons is this? Because I mean, some of them do have atmospheres, right? So, but uh, Galvatron starts getting hardcore. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I want to kill them. I want to see them blow up. I don't want them to fall in the vortex. I want to kill them. And he even because um, it starts making this noise in Galvatron. Uh, calls it the Symphony of Destruction. Now, this yeah. is six years before Countdown to Extinction, that Megadeth album. Like, how many Megadeth references oh, before Megadeth is, did it? Are, this has got to be the third or fourth, man. Dave Mustaine I think it's the fourth. was certainly a Transformers fan. Like, wow. <laughs> There's There was another interesting line here where, um, uh, so he when Galvatron says, I want to kill them, he's told that uh, their destruction is assured. Just let them fall in. He says, no, their assured destruction is not enough. And just... Remember that. What happens? Oh, scur- oh yeah, Scourge gets shot by Wheelie or Blur. Yeah, Wheelie shoots him like, <laughs> right in the face. And starts falling. And he's like, help me, Galvatron! And Galvatron is legitimately disgusted like, that he would call idiot, for just help. die. He's like, meet your death just with die, dignity yeah. or something. And then he just turns back and shoots at the Autobots. Um, and then the, I think the vortex like sucks them in and explodes. Yeah, it, it explodes, but nothing really happens. Not really. But uh, now the Quintessons think the Autobots are dead or whatever. <laughs> and they're like, how should we celebrate this victory? And they're like, I think a quiet chuckle would be most appropriate. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. yes, let's do that. And they're like, ha, 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 But then they see on the monitor or something, they see the Autobots actually have survived. Mm, they realize, okay, we... We need help. We, we can't do this on our own, so who else are we going to work with besides the Decepticons? And because uh, uh, the Autobots are headed to a planet called Goo-8739B. So they they land, yeah, it's it's just this, it's like a planet made of glue. These are the Autobots that flew 200,000 kilometers and land in this yeah, glue or something. Just... And Spike's like, this is like the gum I used to stick under my seat in school. <laughs> I was like, okay, it's... You're one of those kids, were you, Spike? Uh. Cup 
Oh yeah, there was this weird part where the, they oh the Quidison that they had that had been condemned to death with them is still with them. Yeah, he's and there's still this with weird them. part where like Cup just picks up one of their faces and he's like, "This is disgusting and degrading," and then he just throws it yeah, back. The, the, the face is still talking, and yeah. Cup just throws it back into the glue. Like, or but the then glue later glue. we're gonna see it put together. So <laughs> Cup, okay. Cup's like, uh, "It can get worse," and then immediately <laughs> it gets worse, like oh, instantly, because yeah. this ship thing starts flying towards them, sucking up all the goo, and. Uh, one of them says, I don't think that's the welcome wagon. Not <laughs> even like, like panned over. Nope, that's over there. And it's like, this is, fucking that, welcome is the wagon welcome is wagon even a thing anymore? That seems like one of the most 70s, 80s, or maybe 50s to 80s thing. Yeah, that used to be a thing because I, I used to manage a restaurant that had a, oh, an so offer okay. from the welcome wagon from the mid 90s that we stopped it years ago, but the welcome wagon kept fucking doing it. So <laughs> I had to honor this damn thing. It's like, oh my God. Is it, who do we call the end? <laughs> This anyway. <laughs> oh, buddy, you can't stop the welcome wagon. <laughs> yeah, so, right. uh, this, as this pump's <laughs> heading for them, we all uh, we go back over to Blur and Wheelie, who they and the Decepticons come out of this vortex thing and they crash on the planet. And Galvatron suddenly is like, Well, their destruction is assured. And, yeah, and then he just like he's punches com- Cyclonus he and says, Take me to char. Like, yeah, so man. he is clearly <laughs> suffering. Something is not right in his head. It is, if it wasn't clear before, it is, and it's getting progressively worse. So then we go, oh, we go back to the old vacuum pump thing. Right back to goo, yeah. And the Autobots are shooting at the janitorial ship, yeah. I think is what RC, she says she thinks it's the janitorial system. <laughs> uh, they're they're going to clean up a planet covered in glue or goo. Yeah. And so, they, yeah, they shoot at it and then it gets attracted to Springer's movement or fire. Yeah, like Springer's trying to fly out of this. He's like, oh, yeah, I can fly. But no. Uh, he he can't get out of the glue, but there should be no fucking air on the planet. A helicopter's not going to work. It, the ship shoots some kind of beam at him. Like it, it, I think it's just a spotlight more than anything. Yeah, like a, but and uh, and he gets sucked inside it, and it's commercial break. And then when we come back, he literally gets spit out, disassembled in pieces, like very conveniently, like bicep, torso, calf, head. And uh, we go back outside, and the beam shoots Rodimus next, and. Uh, yeah, and now we're back to the fucking Quintessons who somehow know where the Decepticons are and know that they're hungry. Yeah, they yeah, they, the Quintessons just seemed, I guess they're watching everything maybe? Because when you think about it, what is the, like, why are they still alive? What is the thing they have? They're weak physically. They mm. are okay negotiators, but I mean, sadistic psychopaths. So I'm guessing the one thing they have is that they know what's going on all the time. It seems like it, yeah. And they, yeah, they offer energon to the Decepticons and turn them pretty quick. Yeah, Blitzwing's like they want to make a deal, and Breakdown realizes like uh, someone has to go out and talk to these guys, and the dead end's like, "Fuck it, I'll go. I'm gonna die anyway someday. Might as well do yeah. it now." And he goes up, and he immediately is like, "All right, just make my death." painless <laughs> and they're like no 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 we're here to make a deal or something and he's like uh swindle you want to get up here this is kind of your thing <laughs> yeah. right and swindle's like just eat one of the cubes first see if it's poison and dan's like man fuck it might as well yeah. <laughs> and then immediately when he doesn't instantly die the decepticons are just <laughs> upon them <laughs> it's like grabbing at these things anyway but the quintessons say that the decepticons will be theirs again again yeah yeah, yeah there is as goofy as this story gets towards the end, there are some great setups. Mm. Um, so we go back to the planet Goo, and uh, Rodimus gets 
<laughs> sucked up into the machine. But like he, he grabs a mitt full of this goo or something, yeah. and he stops the ship that sucks up goo by making it suck up goo. Like uh, he just, I know, because it pulls him up to the main part of the thing, and then he just fires it into another part of it. And like that, just, that is legitimately the equivalent of clogging your toilet with water. Yeah, exactly. And also, Spike has no helmet on anymore, so it's official. He does not have lungs. All right, we're just going to stop. He's invincible. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. He, is, he is the perfect human. The Quintesson says a really interesting thing here, too. He's like, why did he do that? Rodimus was never programmed for self-sacrifice. Well, first of all, yeah. uh, no, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> but, yeah, we go back to the Decepticons, and they's just having themselves a fine old feast. They're chowing down. They, we are getting a bit ahead of ourselves, but it is, yeah, that, we're going to have to get onto that probably next episode. We'll, we'll get into so, it. But, yeah. um, th- but this also was weird because that Quintesson, like the, the Quintesson face cup picked up. Suddenly that's just reattached and it's a whole Quintesson again. Interchangeable parts. You can switch the faces around if you want. We go back to the Quintessons with the Decepticons and they, they're feeding them this Energon and they say, hey, you can have this Energon, but... Motormaster's uh, like, you know, that deal is probably too good to be true. And Swindle's like, probably is then, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> So so then all of a sudden, in all of his glory, Galvatron comes down and he's like, Hey, motherfuckers, I gotta play. Yeah, but before that happened, uh, the Quintessons uh, want them to destroy the Autobots and they're like, fucking do that anyway, you idiot. But we oh, can't. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah. We don't have a leader or something. And then uh, Blitzwing suddenly thinks, oh, these guys Blitzwing. are familiar. Like, it, it, they completely rewrite Blitzwing's character. I mean, this is the guy that thought a football 100%. coach was a military strategist. He <laughs> threw him in a locker and said, sit at the desk. And he has a fucking scoreboard. <laughs> I bet, guarantee he's taking a few points off of this. But, but uh, Blitzwing's like, something not right here. Motormaster's like, all right, we should vote on this. First of all, Decepticons wouldn't vote on anything. They'd beat the shit out of each other till one guy was left standing and say, we're doing it my way. But anyway, they vote. They all go yay. And then he's like, and the nays. And Blitzwing's the only one. He's like, nay. It's like, there's something fishy here. <laughs> I was literally the same way where and, uh, I, in this episode and then into the next, I was thinking, yeah, like, wow, Blitzwing is, for this show, he's a pretty deep character. There's some, there's some dimension here. And then realized, oh, yeah, football oh, yeah. coach walking through walls. Uh, but, yeah, again, uh, the Quintessons seem to know what makes these guys tick. They so really like, do. What's they, going on here? But, now, yeah, now Galvatron arrives on Char mm-hmm. and he's like... This shithole? I, I don't like this place. I don't like it or whatever. But as they're flying in, you just see the Quintesson ship flying yeah. off in the distance, like behind them. <laughs> just missed him. <laughs> By that much. And he's like, where are my Decepticons? And it's like, and Blitzwing is the only yeah, and one. And he's, he's very and happy Galvatron to see Galvatron. Comrade, yeah. Yeah, he does. It's like, Galvatron, my leader, is like, comrade Blitzwing yeah. or whatever. So I was like, oh my they, God. Uh, and Galvatron finds out from Blitzwing that all the Decepticons allied with the Quintessons and went off to destroy the Autobots. Well, yeah, he, he's like, they went off to fight the Autobots, and Galvatron's like, oh, that's great. But who's leading them? Yeah. <laughs> and Blitzwing's like, some ancient creatures, but I just can't remember the name. Like, it, it, it's coming to him, but he, he just, and Galvatron's like, I don't fucking care anyway. Let's go. Yeah, there's a lot of convenient <laughs> memory loss uh, on Blitzwing's part. But we go now we go back to that human pilot, uh, uh, Marissa – what the fuck was her name? Uh, Marissa Fairborn. Fairborn. She's actually going to be a recurring character yeah. Oh, yeah. in season three. Which I, I was kind of one. annoyed. Like why didn't you make that Carly? Yeah. Like it would it would have been great if that was Carly and then 
sometime around this episode, Spike finds well, out. Yeah, she'd be like on this mission to save her husband, right? Yeah, like if, if Spike, she's going to save her husband and is worried for him. And then on that mm. mission, somehow Spike finds out she's coming to save him. Now he's worried for his wife. He's like, oh my God, she's coming into a trap. But you could have had some great yeah, tension there. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Hasbro, call us. We'll write your show. Yeah. So, uh, we'll write you the show <laughs> fucking 33 years in the future. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Hey, uh, everybody loves uh, nostalgia. Oh, yeah. So then these space monsters, we go to Io. Yeah, yeah. We're we're on Io, yeah, which I always pronounce the name of that moon Io, but it, I, I guess it is Io in English, but psh, whatever, fine. What but, uh, and Blur and Wheelie are okay, but why does like Wheelie's voice has changed? They've taken off some of the effects. And it sounds like he's being voiced by a, a voice actress. Like, it sounds like it's being voiced by a woman. But, like, he was voiced by Frank Welker in the movie and in this show, who is very much here voicing Galvatron. Mm. Like, why is Wheelie's voice different? It, yeah, it, it, it was, yes, it was like they turned down the warble on it. And and up to the pitch. It's either a woman doing the voice, or or it's a guy doing it with like a like a falsetto kind of thing. Yeah. Like, anyway, whatever it is. So they, there's these weird little gargoyle space monster things that come well, out. When of, they first come out of the craters to attack them, it, it doesn't show them compared to the Autobots. It's like, oh my god, these giant things are coming out I of these know. craters to attack them. Ten feet tall. Yeah, and then we. Uh, we switch back to the other Autobots on Goo, and uh, they figure, hey, if we can just shut off the force field, what force field? Then the Goo would get brittle, and they'd be able to walk on it, and Bob's your uncle. But Decepticons attack them, and the Quintessons are like, ha, 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 it's just a matter of time for those Decepticons, too. Ultra Magnus knows they're on a course to hit something between the size of a ship and a planet. 200,000 kilometers away. Like, that's a pretty big variation, a ship and a planet. <laughs> if it's a planet, and I mean a real planet, not one of these fucking Dr. Seuss or Marvin the Martian places, they'd see it by now. Long before now. Do you ever see the moon? Hey, guess what? how far away it is. It's 400,000 kilometers away. Hey, do you ever see Mars? If it's in the night sky and you know where to look, you can see it with your own eyes. No binoculars, no telescope, no nothing. Guess how far away Mars is. Even when it's at its closest, it's about 55 million kilometers away. Anyway, this thing they end up landing on is another Marvin the Martian Dr. Seuss thing, so maybe that's why they couldn't see it that far off, but they just flew 200,000 kilometers in a very short amount of time. That Spike still has oxygen inside that spacesuit means it couldn't have been terribly long time-wise, which means they just impacted this thing. Well, there's the end of another episode of the Transformers Burgers podcast show. Uh, that was the end of the Five Faces of Darkness part <laughs> that was three. The end of beer number three. <laughs> and, uh, next tomorrow is going to be the Five Faces of Darkness part four. Part the fourth, yes. So, uh, in, in the meantime, if you want to see what uh, we're up to on uh, the old Twitter, uh, you can hit up John at, at John Sobey. I'm at P McPherson one. And then you could rate us and review us on your podcast app if you're like a cool person. Five stars is yeah, awesome. If, if you, yeah, yeah. Five stars. Five stars. Did well. You can write that in. Did, Did well. well. And tell your friends. Tell all your friends and your enemies. Tell everybody you know. And then uh, give your mom a hug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't you love her. See you <laughs> Until then, we'll see you next time. <laughs>